Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today I'm sharing some key insights and perspectives from leaders regarding the two most talked about topics in the media regarding disruptions at work. They're being referred to as the hybrid team models, which have to do with remote work options, and the great resignation which has to do with the increased frequency of unexpected resignations. So as many of you know, I'm a board member, advisor, president of Higher Universe, and previous CEO of Higher Synergy, which became an Inc. 500 fastest growing private company and the best company to work for in Texas prior to selling it to a national staffing firm. One of my previous board positions was with the Gulf Coast Workforce Commission, where reports are publicly available regarding labor force statistics. Anyway, according to the latest tally by the Labor Force Department is that apparently 4 million people quit their jobs in April in the USA. And there are now a record 9.3 million job openings in America. And in a report that Microsoft published recently regarding the disruption of hybrid teams, they found that 41% of the entire global workforce could be considering handing in their resignation. They also state that 2020 changed the way we work forever and that we could see a much higher resignation in 2021 pending the decisions made by company leaders. That's now being referred to as the great resignation. So if you have or will be facing an unexpected resignation from a team member, I invite you to question if it's really related to the remote work choices or if there might be a leadership blind spot that hasn't yet been discovered. In the meantime, let me share some examples of how other companies are handling what they consider to be the source of work disruptions. And then I will share some of my insights. So you may already know that companies like Facebook and Twitter have announced that their employees can all work from home forever with their manager's approval. Although you can imagine that some companies really can't provide such options at all. For example, one of my previous podcast guests, George Cardoza, is in a business where cancer patient lives are dependent on all team members showing up at the office. You can listen to that 12-minute episode to also hear how his team voluntarily went to the office and helped each other succeed both during the pandemic and the Texas winter storm. So keeping in mind that there are various business leaders and various business types I will share a few more examples. CEO Richard Fairbank of Capital One announced that the company will be adopting a flexible hybrid model that allows a significant majority of its employees to spend some time working in the office and some time working virtually. So as of September 7, 2021, he shared a memo that Mondays and Fridays will be the enterprise-wide virtual workdays. And then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays they're encouraged to come into the office. He also shared that he would support full remote exceptions with senior executive approval. Then there's Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and he said that most employees will be asked to come into the office Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays with the option of working remotely on Wednesdays and Fridays. And pending on what each team or division is responsible for, there will still be teams who will need to work in person four to five days a week. On the other hand, you have the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, who is insisting on bringing all employees back to the office. Now, there are also some 
legal challenges that are coming up as a result of some of the choices and a lot of conflicts. So for example, Morgan Stanley's CEO, James Gorman, said that bankers and other personnel must operate from the firm's Times Square headquarters in Manhattan to earn their full salaries. He's been quoted to say, if you want to get New York rates, you work in New York. None of this, I'm in Colorado getting paid like I'm sitting in New York City. And some businesses are taking an even harder line, like the CEO who said that remote workers should be categorized as hourly contractors and even said that, you know, managers would have a strong incentive to demote employees who don't return to the office post-pandemic. So consequences of leadership choices have led to social media revolts, unionizing campaigns like Amazon recently experienced, and many new lawsuit threats filed by labor law attorneys, which I suspect not a lot of leaders are prepared for. So now I'll share some of my own insights, along with the most common blind spots I've discovered as leaders deal with disruptions. So one of the most common CEO blind spots I've discovered is that many leaders focus on the policies and processes of getting employees to come back of the office, yet they don't realize that one of the greatest employee desires is to feel like their team members and leaders care about them and that their work efforts are meaningful and noticed. In other words, I would question the theory that all current problems and solutions to work disruptions are around the hybrid team model. I would, in addition to, reflect on the possibility that the foundation of the team member's experience regarding their job satisfaction, their leader, and the security they feel with the company are a really important piece. Another way I became aware of some of this is when I had my staffing firm and I got to see how a company's culture could turn an A player into a C player. And if the culture was great, then a C player could frequently thrive and become an A player. And all of the cultures where team members thrived and retention was high had leaders that were masterful at communicating their care for people, solving conflicts, and having those difficult performance conversations. Anyway, given the new work trends, I hope you will revisit the reason why you chose to start your company, lead a team, and in what ways you want to express your greatest values. And if your company model and culture can successfully incorporate remote work team members, then of course you have access to a larger pool of people that may share your values and company's vision. Either way, I encourage you to discover your unique leadership blind spot, which in my experience tends to be around hiring practices, retention strategies, communication effectiveness, and especially leadership perspectives. So as I wrap up the CEO Blind Spots podcast episode, I realize that many of you may have questions and want to know more about how to effectively lead teams in this time when we're facing so many disruptions. So I invite you to send me your specific questions to ceoblindspots at gmail.com, and I will address them in another episode. In addition, I welcome your suggestions regarding any CEOs you'd like me to invite as my podcast guests. So just send me that request at ceoblindspots at gmail.com, and stay tuned to next week's podcast guest, which will be the CEO of Optimize Rx, which is a NASDAQ company. And either way, Thank you for listening to the CEO Blind Spots podcast and for continuing to lead during these times of crisis when your leadership is critical and you're likely to get critically judged.